Hey folks, welcome to the water cooler. Sorry for the uh, long absence, but we just had a lot of stuff going on. Family members got COVID, I just moved into a new apartment. So here we are, finally putting an episode out on a Monday. And unfortunately, Levi is too busy to join me this week. So in his absence, we've got Blake King. Hey everyone. Uh, yeah, like Maya said, we just moved into our new apartment. I'm dead tired. I'm probably gonna say some nonsense and I'll, I'll still be right, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be some nonsense. I can confirm he will definitely speak nonsense. What was it you were saying the other day about mine and you talking about sports versus me and Leela? Oh yeah, like me and you were more like Skip and Shannon or like, you know, Skip and Stephen A. Smith or yeah. you know, Stephen A. Smith. Argumentative is the word you're looking for. I don't think we agree on a single topic at all. Well, let's put that to the test. What do you think about Texas and Oklahoma? I hate it. I love it. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist, man. What can I say? Like the way I see it, the Big Twelve is Texas and Oklahoma. If you can't win in your own conference, why try to come to ours? It's literally just a financial move. I mean, I get everything about the NCAA is financial nowadays, but that's just ridiculous. I mean, like if you can't win in your own conference, just stay there until you do win. I mean, Sark, if he's still there at Texas coaching in 2025, then I just hope we beat the rails off of him. Lincoln Riley, I like him. A lot. I actually like a, it's nice to like a team that's not in the SEC, you know. Um, so those days are over. Yeah, because I like Lincoln Rally now. I can't like he's gonna be an Oklahoma Sooner for a very long time. See, I'm just thinking about the visuals. Like Bama playing at Texas and Oklahoma, like well, like it'll be amazing. The fans will be packed, the players will be packed, and we'll beat them. It's just, it'll be so much fun to watch and so much fun to go to the games. Oklahoma's neither south or eastern. Like, they, it doesn't make sense. Like, I get a lot of people say that Texas is the south just because of the culture and all that, but... Oklahoma's southern. No. If Texas is southern, Oklahoma is. No. They're literally not. above Texas and not even as west as they are. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Texas is the south. They count. I can... Listen, someone could argue with me that Texas is the south, but... The way I see it, what's that river that runs up? Is it Mississippi or Missouri River? Which one? Mississippi. Yeah, that one. The way I see it, if it's on the right side of it, that's the south. Yeah, I just see. To me, it's like a look test. Like you you know it when you see it. Like if you're looking at like. Well, well, the big difference is like the Mason-Dixon line, and so. Not these days. Maybe not these days, but in general. Historically speaking, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Kiss my ass. Well. Alright, so, Southern or not, what unifies us all is the United States. And Team USA, gold medal winners, but they did it in a terrible way. <laughs> like, dude, this game when they were playing against Australia, it was making me so mad. How do you get sauced up by Patty Mills? Hey, don't disrespect Patty Mills like that. Yeah, I mean, Those Spurs days. Any team with Patty Mills as its best player versus Kevin Durant as their best player shouldn't stand a chance. Hey, but not to discredit the gold medal at all, but Kevin Durant actually really balled out and carried Team USA. No, yeah, he played great. Don't get me wrong. Who was the last per? Who was the last guy to average over twenty points per game on Team USA? I have no idea. Probably know. never happened. Yeah, probably never happened. Because Team USA, they don't care about that stuff. They're all just goofing off. I mean, Barkley got close with eighteen and ninety-two, I believe. And then yeah, I can't think of another high number. That just shows your point, really. If, t- if Charles Barkley's outscoring Michael Jordan on your team, it's just it's like a rec league for them, like, <laughs> which is sad because that's what all these other countries like just spend years training for. 
and we just come in, throw a team together, and dominate. Yeah, I get you. I mean, Team USA is just without I, I, ever since 2012. The teams since then haven't been, you know, intriguing because like yeah, our best players don't go. Yeah, and that's kind of annoying because 2012 is the last time that the best players went. You know why? Please. Because of 2004. They were still uh, trying to erase the taste of defeat out of our mouths. Yeah, well, yeah, but that 2018 was solid. I mean, speaking of the whole rec league thing, Michael Red was probably one of the most productive players on that team. But Yeah, but I mean, it's just really... What do you think about the phrase, the rest of the world is catching up, in regards to how competitive this Olympics was? Don't get me wrong, like the Olympics is awesome and stuff, but the way I see it, no one's ever going to catch up to us in basketball, at least. I think we'll always be on top in that, mm. no matter what. So. See, I agree with the phrase, the rest of the world is catching up, but no one country can compete with us as far as basketball goes. I don't think any country is going to compete with us in anything in a very long time. Hopefully not. Um, Mr. Nationalist here. I don't, hey, I love my country, man. We're always. When was the last time that USA did have the most medals? Was it like the last? Actually, probably like the last Olympics. Oh well, yeah, because okay. The thing is, there are so many sports in the Olympics that like we don't care about, and we're like yeah. other sports like they rack up medals. Yeah, like, that's true. When was the last time we go? How many consecutive gold medals do we have in rowing? Like I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. We no. we could lose, get last place in that every year, and I would not know. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get your point. But in the sports that matter, I think we do rack up pretty well with the medals. Right, yeah. Not I agree. that the other sports don't matter, but the sports that people actually watch. Yeah, I totally understand. I understand. Like, uh, I like swimming. Yeah, like swimming. Caleb Dressel, he's awesome. Even though he I don't know if it's just because it's every four years, but swimming's my favorite Olympic sport, and I wish it was on more. But I also feel like if it was on more, I wouldn't watch it. And then I wouldn't care when it's on the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That is very true. All right, so now that we've got our specialty topics out of the way, back to the basics. NBA, a lot happened lately. Russ, the Lakers, the biggest thing, I would say. Yeah, um, I remember uh, you and Levi made a comment. You guys were trying to like figure out which point guard, whether it's going to be Russ or Dame or whoever. And you guys wanted Dame, right? Yeah. I like Russ. I do too. Don't get me wrong. I want Dame out of Portland as bad as anyone. I hope you do too. Oh yeah. Probably the only thing we'll agree on in this podcast. Um, but I like Russ going to the Lakers. I don't. I don't know. That's going to be an awesome like big three argument between LA's big three and Brooklyn's big three. See, I would say Lakers have the more talented big three, but the Nets probably gel better. And I think we. I mean, I've never seen a big three be so like terrible when it comes to injuries oh yeah the Nets like, that's the Nets thing and too. the Lakers oh. Anthony Davis I mean Anthony Davis is actually that's not really the big three that's just Anthony Davis <laughs> <laughs> well LeBron's getting hurt now yeah. with his whole groin and everything he's old Russ doesn't really get hurt though I don't think yeah if Ru- or, if LeBron can rein Russ in I'll take the Lakers big three over Nets and basically what LeBron needs to do you ever have like a wild dog you just take out of the back and beat it and like calm it down and tame it? No. That's what LeBron needs. I've never done it, but that's just. But back in the we, day, we do not endorse. We don't endorse dogs. beating dogs. <laughs> back in the day, that's what people did, and I think that's basically what LeBron has to do to rush. No one we knew. LeBron has to take him out back and beat him into obedience. 
Yeah, and then hopefully we can beat Anthony Davis's bones back together so he can stop getting hurt. He's dude, been getting hurt since college. If LeBron shoulder bumped AD, he would break his shoulder. Anthony Davis is like the Mike Trout of baseball. They they, they get like the best when they play, but they're always hurt. What do you think about Melo to the Lakers? That's what, I love that. I move. love that. I love like, that. I've, I'll never root for LeBron, but I might have to root for the Lakers just so Melo and Russ can get a ring. I want Melo to get a ring more than anyone in the league right now, even more than Chris Paul. True. Chris Paul, I don't even care anymore. He played so bad in that finals, he can go kick rocks. Whoa. When it Whoa. mattered most, Whoa. game four, he was doo-doo. Whoa. Let's, take, let's, let's dial that back a little bit. That's false. CP3 played solid. And first of all, they wouldn't even been there without CP3. Yeah, that's true. But that's, that's like me taking you to a party and saying, man, it's going to be hot. But when you get there, I just act like a douchebag and like don't like, introduce you to anybody and leave you there standing by yourself awkwardly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, t- I got you to the party, but did you have a good time? No. And whose fault is it? Mine. Yeah, I guess. I guess, whatever. Alright, so, speaking of CP3, he did re-sign with the Suns. I don't know why. Like, I really... Well, I mean, I, we know why, but we don't know why it's a four-year deal. So oh. I don't see any future with that team. No. Uh, what, 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 what? Okay. With the Suns? With Chris Paul and the Suns. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker is the foundation. Yes. Chris Paul is just kind of paving the Chris way and Paul teaching them how 36. to win. No, but Chris no, Paul. No, I'm talking about from Chris Paul's perspective. I get the Suns. They want the. It's like when the Hawks got Rondo. They wanted a good veteran point guard to rub off on their. Are youngest. you comparing Rondo to CP3 right now? I realize they hate each other. I don't care. No, no, no. I don't and, care about. I, I realize I'm hating you right now. You, you realize you just compared Rondo to CP3. Obviously, CP3 is way better. But just uh, you get what I'm saying. The move is similar. No. I get, Will Chris Paul make them a championship team in the next four years? They almost did this year. Why? Because, dude, because Chris Paul. Because the Lakers pe- were hurt. Because the Clippers were hurt. Because I get that. everybody I get was that. hurt. Injuries have a lot to do with it. But you act like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are also. That's a young team. Chris Paul is like the only old guy on that team. Chris Paul has a couple years left. And I'm left. saying I get why they wanted Chris Paul. But for Chris Paul, for the Suns team, this was their best chance, and they lost it. Blew it, lost it. I don't know. Like next year, I mean, who knows? I mean, I might. Who knows? I might have to eat my words. I don't see them beating the Lakers if LeBron's healthy. Lakers are old. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna get on this train. We are. Oldest team in NBA history. Hey, if you're gonna talk about how how old Chris Paul is and how useless he is now, I'm gonna bring up how useless everyone on the Lakers is about to be. Yeah, but they also have Russ, who's a fire starter. And he's got more experience deep in the playoffs than Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, more experience in the playoffs going down three, going up 3-1 and then blowing it. Okay, they went up 2-0 in the finals. Russ has been in the finals one time Devin and lost Booker, to LeBron. People talk about Russell Westbrook. Devin Booker built a house in the finals multiple times. Devin Booker was awesome. He, he was awesome mentality-wise. So Aiton oh, like, doesn't I, get enough credit. I like Aiton, and I like Devin Booker. But Don't get me wrong. Here's the thing. We may be going back, like, uh, you know how it's been just a range game in the NBA the past, I guess, since Steph Curry won the MVP, mm-hmm. right? But now with Aiton being healthy and strong in the middle, that's going to force like teams like the Lakers and the Clippers with no bigs inside 
Anthony Davis doesn't yeah. count because he's probably going to be hurt if they make it there. That's true. So That's it true. may force those teams to kind of reconsider. Okay, philosophies. I don't think DeAndre Ayton is not so saying it will. I'm saying that he's going to change the makeup of the league. Like Shaq, you like Kareem, right? What was that stat that happened? He had like 20 points and 20 rounds. Or Kareem? No, he was uh, Ayton was the first person to have it since Kareem. Oh yeah. I don't know, he's good, but I just I don't see him as being that good because of the people who like he has to have a good distributor to mm-hmm. be dominant. Which right. now he had Chris Paul for four years. But I still I think I just I don't I think this team just peaked. I mean, they might could be competitive, but I don't see them breaking through. I guess only time will tell. Alright, Kawhi Leonard also resigned and also had surgery. He might not even make it back this season. I get, like, I mean, you might as well. He moved mountains to get to the Clippers. Why leave? I, he should have stayed in Toronto. I'm, he should I, have. I, I, yeah, like, I don't think there's any reason he should have went to L.A. I think he was just chasing a bag also at the same time. I'm sure he Steve Ballmer was filling his ears with stuff. But yeah, like, like, you remember that commercial he did when he said he was the king of L.A.? He was uh, going to steal LeBron's throne? Kawhi had a great postseason, was feeling himself, and hasn't <laughs> felt himself since. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kawhi's awesome, and he's still going to be awesome for many more years, but I, Clippers, they're, I don't see them ever competing. You think so? I, no, I, I, mean I will take these Suns over the Clippers any day, and Kawhi needs, should leave. I will, too. He should have left. Just because Kawhi is more injury-prone than anybody. Yeah, I mean. Uh, he's their best player. Oh, did you hear about what he did to Russ? No. Nah. So, when, in 2019... Russ called Kawhi and asked to team up on the Clippers. Kawhi didn't respond, called Paul George, and that's how he recruited Paul George to the Clippers. That's the most Kawhi thing I ever heard. I can imagine Kawhi, because you know all the memes and stuff, Kawhi, just like a straight face all the time. Just like Russ just talking his ear off recruiting, and Kawhi just sitting there. He just hangs up, middle conversation, middle of the recruitment speech. And dials Paul George. I well, can see that. Happening. I would say that's a very dirty move on both of their parts. Because Russ had just convinced PG to sign a long-term contract in OKC. They're just gonna ditch him like that. He's getting some KD. Well, vibes. Russ. Yeah, I was about to say Russ is used to getting ditched, so and yeah, then, it shouldn't have hurt him that bad. No, I'm saying he was gonna do that to PG. Oh, uh, are you talking about OKC? Yeah. Oh. Paul George signed like a four-year extension. And then Russ Yeah, but OKC try. PG was built different. That was the best PG. That was his peak. That, yeah. And Russell Westbrook blew it up. And then Kawhi was a jerk to Russ, too. <laughs> uh, basically, everybody... The, the NBA is Game of Thrones now. Everybody just stabbing each other in the back and doing whatever's in their own self-interest. That's actually a really good analogy, yeah. And hopefully there's not a bad ending. <laughs> oh, no, I hope not. Have you ever seen Game of Zones? Yeah. On Bleacher Report? Yeah, shout out Bleacher Report. That's, those are really funny. Those are really Dude, fun. those are awesome. Uh, Steph also signed a contract extension. So basically, he's going to be a warrior for the rest of his prime. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And Luca also just signed a five-year max extension as basically, well. Basically, so. everybody's getting cuffed right now. Yeah, I'm. It's nice to see that Luca and the Mavericks front office overcame that little hiccup that was apparently being reported that he wanted out. Yeah, you know? I saw that. But, hey, Mark Cuban, that man locks down any business deal you hand to him. The way I see. Also, it. very true. Which I don't even get why like Luca would have wanted to leave the Mavs. Nobody treats European players better than Dallas. Like, that's yeah. just a fact. It is. It is. Well, Spurs maybe. You can argue Spurs. Who? Oh, Manu and Tony Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Mills. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the Spurs. Tiago but, Splitter. Remember those good old days? Any team with <laughs> Tiago Splitter. No. <laughs> but all right, KD. Final contract extension talk. He just signed a deal. 
that would leave him with the Brooklyn Nets till he's 37. A four-year extension. I think he's got one year left on his normal contract. And we say all this extension stuff just to say NBA contracts and sports contracts in general mean nothing. These They're locked down until they decide they don't want to play for this team anymore and refuse to play until they're traded. <laughs> like that. That's basically yeah. no more, no less. Yeah, that's exactly how it is, actually, especially in football, too. I mean, yeah. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to stick it out one more year with the Packers. Yeah. I bet he's already hired his camera crew. This is his last yeah. dance. Uh, what do you think about uh, Scotty Pippen uh, and, and the Michael Jordan photo that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams posted? Basically saying it's it. the last. Well, they both posted on the Instagram uh, a picture of Michael and Scotty. And it was basically reference to the last dance and how it's Devontae Adams and yeah. and Rogers. I did dance. see that golf cart he got from uh, uh, yeah, yeah the when tackle. he hashtag I love sixty nine in the caption. Yeah, I can't. I don't know how to say his last name, but I know his name's I mean, David. Yeah, awesome guy. Great. Well, do you think his last dance could end how Michael Jordan's did? No, not at all. No. I don't think so either. They are gonna be. A conference championship out again. Yeah, I don't think Green Bay is going to win anything this year. I'm sorry. I mean, they'll make the playoffs probably just because A-Rod, but yeah. yeah Where I do you think he should go next year? Just an early prediction. I like Broncos, man. I feel like John Elway would value him yeah. very much. That's what, do you, just... what do you think about my Saints prediction? Not prediction, but that's what I think he should go. The Saints. As a Falcons fan, I would cry for many days. <laughs> Dude, imagine but, we had to play Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers like four times a that's year. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Poor Matt Ryan wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> hey, don't talk about my boy Matty Ice like that. You know me. I'm a Matty Ice guy. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him at Denver, you know, high altitude. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to sling it because, yeah. oh, dude, we have to think about it. When it comes to Hail Marys, I consider Aaron Rodgers the king of Hail Marys. And so I'd like to see those in Denver. John Elway will add him too, so I think it's fitting. Yeah, well, I, don't, I actually, if he did win a championship, I still think he would leave. Like, I don't think there's anything that would change him leaving Green Bay. Yeah, I think so too, because let's be honest, if they won a championship, it'd be a fluke. Yeah. It'd be a fluke. They don't ex- expect to win a championship this year. I don't think that front office expects to. There's I don't too think much they really drama care. I think they just kept him to not piss off their fan base. Yeah, I know. I mean, they, they shouldn't have drafted. Drafting Jordan Love was the worst mistake they ever could have made. Yeah. It is. I feel bad for Jordan Love, too. Because, I mean, like, he's immediately put in a spot where there's absolutely no yeah, way. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Jordan Love, he's a really good quarterback, and he deserves the best. And being under Aaron Rodgers. But it's also really familiar that this is exactly what happened with Brett Favre. They drafted Aaron Rodgers out of Cal for Brett Favre's replacement, and they eventually pushed Brett Favre out. Yeah. So. Very true, very true. Speaking of the last dance, a little fun fact. Michael Jordan is officially NBA history. Not a single active player has ever played against Michael Jordan. Pau Gasol and Tyson Chandler were the last players to uh, have ever played against MJ, and this was the first season neither one of them were in the league. So MJ's officially history. Yeah, that is sad. Uh, to hear, but that just tells you that we're just getting old. That's all I have to say about it. We're getting old. No, now. it makes me feel old. I remember like, growing up that, like, yeah, the MJ Bulls days were like, yeah, it's seven years ago. He should have stayed one more year, man. One more year. That way he could have played LeBron, Chris oh, Paul, right? D-Wade, Dude, it's Chris, like Chris Bosh. That would have been uh Chris Paul was two years. Was it? 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, no, he was two in two thousand five. Uh, who was that second pick? Was it Darko Milicic? Yeah. Only if dude, he MJ stay. versus Darko. <laughs> I would love to have seen it. Put oh. one more body to his name. We know how that one ended. Sorry, Michael. It's not a chance. <laughs> All right, and the Bills are they going to move to Austin, Texas? Absolutely not. I don't think they should either. <laughs> Any fan base that puts up with you through four Super Bowl losses, yeah, it's you me- gotta. Stick it's merely just a threat. All the Bills want is a brand new stadium, and I mean, in upstate New York, they just. I think if they wanted like a one point five billion dollar stadium, it's basically what Oakland's doing. But Oakland's threat was serious. That's why they actually moved to Las Vegas. Um, yeah. But I think it's just a threat. Texas doesn't need another football team. I mean, the Texans themselves can't even have an efficient front office. So. Forget I don't, football. I don't they have too many extra. sports teams, period. Yeah. They've got three basketball teams, two NFL teams. How many baseball? You got two baseball teams? Well, Astros are irrelevant, so True. they don't count. Rangers. Yeah, but I don't think the Bills should move. And speaking of Texas football teams, the Cowboys start on Hard Knocks this week. Dude, that's going to be so much drama. I think that'll be fun. I, I like Dak Prescott. I think he's a great leader. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, apparently he's the lowest in weight than he's been since freshman year of college. So hopefully that gets his fumble numbers back down. Uh, I think it'll be great, though, especially with Dan Quinn uh, heading up the defense over there. Great coach. Last time he was a D coordinator, he ran the NFL's defense over in Seattle with the Legion of Boom. He's got Keanu Neal. Uh, still got Demarcus Lawrence on the end. A uh, couple of young corners, Trayvon Diggs, and the new guy they had drafted. I can't say his name. I apologize. Yeah, I've only known <laughs> two of the names you've said so far. That's okay. But, yeah, I, I want to see Jerry Jones in a reality TV show. Yeah, well, I want to see Jerry Jones sell it. So That'll never happen. Jerry Jones just... Like it was just like Jason Garrett, just a figurehead. Jerry Jones runs the whole thing, and he doesn't make good decisions with it. I'm, I'm glad though he's finally putting Jimmy Johnson in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. That yeah. is long overdue. Yeah, how do you make the Hall of Fame before you make your own team's Hall of Fame? You piss off the owner. That's <laughs> out. Exactly. So I, Jerry Jones is Jerry. If you ever listen to this, do not hire me. If you ever listen to this, give me a loan. <laughs> not a loan. Give me money. That's no loan. Yeah, loan. no loans. All right, so MLB trade deadline. I don't have any thoughts on that because I don't keep up with it, but I know you have a lot of feelings about that. Oh, it was honestly the best and most emotional day of my entire life. There was a record number of all-stars traded. The Braves picked up four guys, Richard Rodriguez, Adam Duvall, Ed Rosario, Jorge Soler, um, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer to the Dodgers. The Dodgers now have the highest payroll in MLB history at $285 million, which is absurd. There is no salary cap in baseball because the guy who was running baseball couldn't run a coffee shop. Yeah, screw Rob Manfred. I wrote a letter to him 10 years ago, or however long it's been, his first year in office, asking to reinstate Sheila Joe Jackson. He, is, he got back to me and said he would review the matter. Nothing has happened since. Dude, primo man Sheila Joe. He's waited <laughs> over 100 years to get into the Hall of Fame. Let him in. <laughs> Yeah, like, Rob Manfred, he, he's actually terrible. I mean, I, I actually don't have one gets a thing to say about Rob Manfred, so I'm, I won't say it at all. I'm not going to be a negative nilly today. I'm Are you going to say something good about Bud Seeley? <laughs> I don't. You see, that's before my time, but after the conversations with my dad, I mean, Bud Seeley uh, was not a great commissioner, but I think it's kind of consensus between me and him that Rob Manfred's a lot worse. 
Now, a lot of people don't understand the frustration us baseball fans have over Rob Manfred, but imagine you guys are Roger Goodell, but a thousand times worse. Roger Goodell gets a lot of bad rap. The only thing that Roger Goodell really has done bad in the past, in my opinion, was give unfair suspensions to players, or other way around, you know what I mean? But like when uh, two players could do the exact same thing, but he'll suspend one for two games and the other for a season. That's I mean, that's thing. honestly good. Like, say with the flake gate, say he suspended Tom Brady for an entire season. Like, the amount of uh, viewers that would be chased off from that, like, it's not right, but also. But Rob Manfred just doesn't do anything. It's like how LeBron only got ejected that one game. Am I going to get, like, sued for slander? I'm talking about this. I don't think so. We get, like, 20 views per episode. I mean, well, slander, you have to be wrong, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that too. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not wrong. I hope you do get sued for slander. This would be great publicity for us. Yeah, I'm like ESPN <laughs> No Name Podcast slanders. Yeah, you're gonna start your lawyer career real early. <laughs> I think it's funny too. You know so much about current baseball, and I know so much about baseball that before you even think about like yeah. studying like 1910s MLB, yeah. I got that on law. <laughs> 1910s, I. Could. Dude, the dead ball era was the peak of baseball. Change my mind. I'm just kidding. I don't actually think that. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, it'd be pretty easy to change your mind. I get, dude. I, I can see on your face. I've made you very mad with that statement. But no, honestly, I was thinking if I was like baseball player with like a 20 year career, my perfect like time frame, I would have loved to start playing in 1910 and play till 1930. That's when I'd have wanted to have played baseball. That's actually the most terrible thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, I could have got to play against, like, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth. That's back when baseball was the peak undisputed king of all sports. There wasn't no NFL yet. Wasn't no. Some great Canton grammar. Wasn't no grammar either, apparently, the way you're talking. Yeah, but, dude, it, was, it would have been the peak of popularity. It would be an icon. <laughs> no. No. Can Okay, am I wrong about my logic? Well, you can't have a peak of popularity. Like, the way I see it, if, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but the People way I literally see it with social media nowadays like and baseball being under-marketed, I don't think it would matter anyways because I don't – if it's not that big a deal today, it couldn't be the bigger deal back then. Dude, people would think. stop school in the 30s to listen to the World Series. I get that, and that's awesome. But I don't know. They'd I, be I just listening to me. I like baseball today, except well, pre Rob Manfred actually. <laughs> I think based on like the way the game was played, like 1960s baseball would have been the most fun to play. I wish I could tell you I've ever watched a game from the 1960s, but I'd be lying. No, I haven't either. Just like reputation wise. They didn't have, like, this crazy rules and stuff they got now, and there wasn't steroids. I just said 70s, but honestly, the 70s is the worst decade ever for everything. So, no That's offense true. to anybody listening born in the That's 70s. That's true. Like, but. like that NBA and the 70s. NBA, if you want to look up the mm, NBA 70s terrible. post-1974, one word will tell you the entire story. Cocaine. That, yeah. that, is, that is the NBA. <laughs> yep, that is it. David Thompson, Lynn Bias. Well, well, that was, was the 80s. Yeah, 80s, but you get the just David Thompson was actually one of the greatest scorers of all time, and people don't even know who he is because of that, so that's really lots sad. Lots and lots of drugs. Yeah. Oh, I have actually a hot, no, no, hot take, but like an NBA kind of way of thinking. So people always talk about eras, like it's like decade-wise. Mm-hmm. But I'd argue every five years, there's a new era in the NBA. Like, I would say the NBA from 2015 to 2019 is completely different from 2010 to 2014. Yeah, I'd agree. And I'd like, agree. you can kind of do that for every decade, too. Like, 
early yeah, 2000. Got, yeah, early 2000, you got the Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, that's and like then, the Kobe Shaq era. Then you've got, I guess, I don't know, the free for all era. LeBron's uprising. LeBron and Kobe era. Uh, Dwayne Wade, I guess. Yeah. Dirk Nowitzki, Tim Duncan. And even like, see, 90s wise, 90 to 94, that's like Jordan, Barkley. The only reason there's a break is because he decided to go play baseball. Otherwise, Jordan would have. He would not have. He would, he would have been the era. In, you don't think so? No. Because I, I look at it as a trade off. If he wins in 94 and even 95, then he wouldn't win in 97 and 98. Like, he might have still end up with six, but it's not... I can't think of a reason he wouldn't have won, though, because the years that Jordan, like, took off, the couple years he did... You know how drained he would have been? But, Scotty, that was his best years, in my opinion. Okay, but you know who else peaked in that time? Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, I, I would love to have seen Bill Cartwright try to guard Akeem <laughs> in the finals. Yeah, but there was no one to guard in Jordan or Pippen. I mean, if you I washed up. Well, this Clyde is like Drexler. a this is like a butterfly. I was about to bring up Clyde Drexler. He was washed. I last thing about the NBA too though is if you look at the best defenders, they still get like thirty points dropped on their head. It's just about making people work for. Hey, it. don't disrespect Tony that Tony Allen like that. Kobe still put point. Like you're telling me Tony Allen. Uh, you ask any NBA player who played during Tony Allen's time, and they'll tell you that Tony Allen was one of the toughest yeah. defenders. And then if you look up their average on Tony Allen, it's probably like twenty five to thirty points a game. Well, that's just because guys like Kobe are just built different. That's There's what no I'm way saying. It. Yeah. So a great offensive player will always be a great defense. Like, dude, when Shaq put up his Shaq peaked in the two thousand two thousand one season. In that finals, they're saying Giannis had the most dominant finals since that. He put up those numbers on the defensive player of the year, Dikembe Mutombo, that finals. Like, he made Dikembe his child. Like, there's just like, there's nothing you can do to stop an NBA player defensively. I got a question for you. Who do you think's more dominant in their respective eras, Shaquille O'Neal or Giannis Antetokounmpo? Shaq. No, not even close. The numbers say Giannis. What Listen, numbers? I would agree with you, but there is a post. I will pull it up right now. And I disagree. I haven't seen the numbers yet, but they're stupid. I don't, I, <laughs> dude. Analytics is the worst thing that has ever happened to sports. Numbers never lie. Yeah, they might lie, not lie, but they also don't tell the entire story. That's true. Shaq completely changed up the game plan for teams. Are you really doing laying the basketball right now? Are you gonna pull up the peak season performance? Okay, well, that's all from different seasons. And, of course, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Of course, Giannis would average more assists than Shaq. And if their rebounds are, like, comparable. Okay, look. Here's a day's 24. Right there. You got oh, if Giannis, Giannis edging Shaq in points. Same in rebounds. Almost double the assists. Blocks per game. Cut in half. Of course, Shaq's the center. Okay, yeah. Of course. Field goal percentage is better. Yeah, so, you can, listen. That's I Shaq agree. and 90s. Listen, I agree that Shaq's more dominant, but someone could easily make a case yeah. based off of this graphic. Okay, but also based off that graphic, Shaq in 96-97 was on an average at best Lakers team. And Giannis on an 18-19 Bucks was, the Bucks weren't they where they the, are now. They made the conference finals that year. Yeah, but they, they didn't do okay, well. Okay, the Yates, I don't even know if the Lakers made the playoffs. I mean, they might have made the first round. Well, that was Kobe's rookie year, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah, that was, that was, was that the Utah series? When he airballed four straight, like, shots? I don't remember. I think it was. It might have been 98. I just remember, that was probably the year that Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel was cooking. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I thought you were talking, like, 01 Shaq. Oh, no. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, if it's Giannis versus, like, 96 Shaq, then you got a point. But, like, Pete Shaq versus Giannis right now, I'm taking Shaq. 
I mean, I'm taking Shaq too, but the numbers, I'm sure they aren't far off. And I feel like someone can easily. Are you make a fan money. of analytics in sports? Of course, I'm a baseball fan. <laughs> See, I think launch angle, exit velocity. I love. I think all that it stuff. takes the fun out of the game. That makes right. baseball more fun, actually. I think it gets people more intrigued, actually. Like a lot of times at the ballpark, every after every single contact with a bat and the ball, I will look up at the scoreboard just to see the launch angle and the exit below. And I'll be like, dang, got a hold of it. Because Acuna, I mean, he'll hit a ball 117 miles an hour. See, that's, that's uh, ridiculous. That's, uh, that's why I like A human old, should not be able to do that. That's why I like old baseball. So like Babe Ruth didn't care about old exit baseball. velocity. He didn't care about the fact that he was over whatever against his pitcher. He just knew this dude's about to throw me a ball. I should probably hit it. And that's, that's still how the players think. It's just not how we think. I don't know. It takes the fun out of the game, I think. I think it may... I, the way I see it, man, I think we can both agree that ba- basketball and football surpassed baseball in popularity. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like that's just one of those things, like exit velocity, all those analytics, stat cast. When would that you say kind of brings the fans when, back into it a little bit more? When would you say baseball stopped being the most popular sport, and when would you say basketball passed it? Oof. Well, I think there was a lot of expansion era teams in the 60s and stuff right mm-hmm. with football and basketball and I think that has a lot to do with it especially with the ABA merging with the NBA Dr. J Larry Bird Magic Johnson in the 80s and then in the football you had the AFL going with the NFL and that I mean that all happened within 10 years Yeah. so I'd say that 10 years is kind of when it shifted and that's also when you know the what was it what year was it with the home run race 61 Oh, with like the Mantle and Maris? Yeah, yeah, 61. Yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of the last big thing I can remember in baseball. Before. See, I would say NFL passed in the 70s, baseball passed in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, I still think you're wrong. I think I'm right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Final conversation point, unless you can think of something else. Oh, we didn't talk about did we talked about Steph's extension? We did. Okay, we talked about all the basketball extensions and right, how they're yeah, all super maxes. Yeah, Steph, Warrior for Life, hopefully. But anyways, all right, so what were you going to ask me, Mickey Mantle or Larry Bird? Which, yeah, yeah, so kind of some uh, background knowledge for you guys. Larry Bird, I read in a book. It's a Jackie McMullen book, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's basically a biography about Magic Johnson's and Larry Bird's rivalry and friendship. And right before, it was either right before the draft or after the draft. Before. It was before. So Larry Bird was playing a softball game with his brother. Larry Bird was playing an outfield, and he, like, broke his thumb or something. And, and it was a shooting thumb. And Larry Bird said he was never able to shoot the same ever again. And then, so before he went on to drop over 20,000 points in the NBA. Exactly. Imagine that. Like, a guy saying he was never able to shoot that well again, and he still cooked every single person in the league. Same thing with Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle played his entire career on a torn ACL. So, so I, my, I think Larry Bird would have made a bigger difference. I'll take it two ways here. Larry Bird not getting hurt would have won his team more championships. Mickey Mantle not being hurt would put him higher on the all-time list for greatest baseball player. Well, who do you think is better, him or Willie Mays? I think Willie Mays is better. Do you think currently? So do you think Mickey would have been better than Willie Mays had he not torn his ACL? Yes. Because I mean, Mickey was a great fielder, but he would have been a little bit faster, had more gold gloves. 
I think non-ACL tear Mickey Mantle is GOAT here. Yeah. But I, I, I think non-broken... He did that in his rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think non-broken thumb Larry Bird's not GOAT tier, but he could have got two more rings off Magic. Yeah, I think I think it. I think Larry would have been better than Magic consistently if he didn't break his thumb. I agree. And I know Larry Bird doesn't because he's unathletic and all that, but we're being honest. Luca is just a new age Larry Bird. He is. I can't meet you there. He is. I'm saying. I like Larry's passing game and rebounding game better. Luca's passing. I'm not, not saying it's not good. I'm saying I like Larry Bird's better. Whew. Oh, oh Lord. Wearing me, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, there's. Oh my gosh! All right, Luke. You look right. like you want to explode. Yeah. Well, Luca can pass like crazy. Listen, Larry Bird's one of my favorite players of all yes. time. So this is taking a lot for me to say this about Luca. And I'm nothing against Larry Bird, obviously, but Luca's passing, I think, is on his playmaking abilities in general. I think is. We haven't seen someone like Luca. Since Larry Bird, I could argue. Oh my gosh, I hate to do this. I could argue LeBron. Yes. All right, good good episode, folks. We're out of here. LeBron's <laughs> passing and <laughs> no. rebounding is at least in the conversation to be Luca and Bird tier, if not as good. No, I think Luca and Larry Bird have passing LeBron all day. Oh, I, I agree. But I'm saying LeBron's in the conversation. I mean, a short conversation, <laughs> like we're having now. A short, a short conversation. I mean, oh, I want to. I'm actually gonna pull up those numbers, um, the assist numbers. But look up LeBron's assist numbers from that season. He was a point guard for the Lakers. Oh, uh, what was that like? 2018, right? Yeah, 18-19 season. 18-19 season. I think he got eight a game. LeBron. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has a bunch of assists a game. He actually had more assists uh, in, in the 1920s. Uh, 1920s. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> not the 1920s. Okay, I was going to say I was confused. How many? Yeah, 10.2. Okay. Has, what's Luca's assist average? Luca's assist average won't be as much. But because he has to score on his team. Yeah, I get it. I'm just... LeBron doesn't have to score on his team. But he still drops like 27 Look, a game. 8.6 assists last season and the season before 8.8. Yeah, they're comparable. Is not a point. Yeah, but I just feel like in the game... It, uh, Numbers aside, I feel like Luka's has better passes. You can argue that LeBron's court vision is way better. I think LeBron has the best court vision in the league. Yeah. You can argue Steph, maybe. This is like the but Magic Johnson. Honestly, versus, even James Harden. This is like John Stockton versus Magic. It's like John Stockton. Yeah, it's not a bunch numbers, of bounce yeah. passes. Magic Johnson is a better passer than John Stockton. I agree. Even though John Stockton has the better numbers, but. Because John Stockton just did boring passes his entire career. Hey, if it works. Yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. agree. Pick, I mean, like that pick and roll is crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of bounce passes. And now passes. I do got to ask you a question. I know you and Levi were talking about it. If you had any pitcher in baseball history versus any hitter, who would it be? Uh, Bob Gibson versus Babe Ruth. Why? Because. One of the fastest pitchers of all time, or the hardest to hit pitchers of all time, versus the home run king. I see if Babe Ruth could take him yard. I gotcha. I like that. I think. Dude, Bob Gibson was so dominant they changed the mound, yeah. so people could hit <laughs> off of him. A lot. Of, no one knows really much about Bob Gibson either, which is the worst. I part. know it's sad. But I, 
Like he'd actually he'd probably be my top five rotation all time. Yeah, um, he's definitely on mine. Randy John, I like Randy Johnson a lot. I because who who peaks in your late thirties? In baseball, nobody. Randy Johnson did. That's what. I, yeah, that's my yeah, point. Yeah. Randy Johnson is built different. Like, my dream steroid matchup, though, I want to see Juice Roger Clemens versus Barry Bonds. And I know that probably did happen, but I didn't <laughs> see it. It's like I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I also want Mike Trout. Honestly, I would pick Mike Trout versus anyone. Listen, guys, Mike Trout. If if he didn't get hurt a lot, war wise, statistically, he's actually on pace to be top five baseball player of all time, easily. And I personally believe he's the best person to ever step on a baseball field. I personally disagree with that, but that's a different <laughs> argument. What do you think about Shohei versus Shohei if you pitch to himself? Oh, I don't know. I, the way I see it, Shohei, he can, Shohei just got struck out um, that Dodgers game on a 102, basically to end the game, to win the Dodgers game. Shohei, he can throw. He can keep throwing hundreds when he's up in like the 90 range pitch range so I'm, I'm gonna take the pitching Shohei, yeah I think actually. Babe Ruth I think would have struck himself out don't get me wrong Shohei is a great power hitter as you can see um I'm not sure if he's still leading the AL in home runs and RBIs I don't know if Vlad Guerrero's um uh passed him or caught up with him whatever but I don't think this is going to be an everything year for Shohei like it is for Vlad Jr but Shohei still has a power but I think he's a better pitcher what do you think about my Ty Cobb as the GOAT take? Yes, yeah, absolutely absurd. It's, I read Ty his, Cobb should not be in any GOAT conversation. I read ever. his book. The, dude, the way the dude saw the game of baseball was genius. It doesn't mean he... Oh my he gosh. Put, dude, the dude got like inside the park home runs off a bunt. Like, I want that on my team. Yeah, He's because you got slow little like 5'8 people running around the outfield trying to throw it. And they're like, oh my god, my shoulder. Don't disrespect, uh, what is his name? Oh my Ty god, George not, Sisler and Tris Beaker Ty like Cobb, that. And you also think about the stadiums you had. You had the polo grounds. You had, uh, what was the, yeah, what, what was that old park? Was it Sportsman about, Park? Yeah. Like you had those huge walls. And what, I think it was 480 to dead center in polo grounds? Yeah. 480. If you, and point? they had the bullpens in the corner. Yeah. If you hit it to one of those bullpens, you're you're like the outfielder is just gonna walk to it because you're already at home plate. Okay, and today they just be a home run anyway, so what does it matter? Ty Cobb, listen, nothing to take away against Ty Cobb because his average. Okay, is honestly, there. I don't think this is the one thing I agree. You can't compare the dead ball era to the juice ball era. No, you can't, and that's why so, I think uh, wins above replacements war is the best statistic because basically it means. War, uh, for guys that don't know, it's like basically when you have a league averaging 300 and your batting average versus a league batting 250 as a batting average, you're going to have more war if you're batting 350 in the 250 league average. I know that I made that sound very complicated, but in my head it clicks. So, uh, Okay, post dead ball, which is excluding Babe Ruth because he started in dead ball era, I got Willie Mays as my goat. Which, even if you don't agree, that should be, like, palatable for you. I can agree that a, a center fielder out of the three I'm thinking of right now is the – those three center fielders are probably the three best baseball players to ever touch the field. Who? Mickey, Mike, and Willie. You had Mickey Mantle over Ted Williams? Center field. Ted played left, I thought. 
Yeah, but you said one of those three center fielders was the greatest of all time. Yeah. So, uh, all right. If you're talking, I guess, the whole go conversation, I I'm, guess. I'm talking about, like, all aspects of their tools. Ted, Ted Williams, best hitter of all time. In he the is. modern ball era. He's the best hitter to ever play the game of baseball. Since they got rid of the dead ball, yes. He's a, if he, listen, like I said before, I love our country. If he didn't go fight for our country, statistically, he'd have the best numbers Oh, I agree with that. If, if Ted Williams didn't fight in World War II in Korea, I think he might be the GOAT. But he did. Yeah, I mean, Willie, May, Willie Mays, Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle. Shout out to Hank Aaron, too. Yeah. Actually, I went to his <laughs> Memorial Weekend last yeah, last week. And the Braves got absolutely creamed. So, and they didn't really pay respect that well. But just, yeah, he needs more love in the GOAT conversation. But his defensive capabilities don't really compare to Willie Mays. Yeah, that's, so. what I, that's how I kind of see Ted Williams, too. Like, that's when I, when I think of, like, the best baseball player of all time, you have to have at least five tools. Because I know people say nowadays Shohei Otani is a six-tool player and all, but you have to have the five tools to be considered in the GOAT argument. What are the five tools? Hitting for contact and power. you got to have speed, fielding. Okay, I, w- I would say hitting is just one tool. Like, yeah, contact, power, that, that's like nitpicking in my opinion. Not really, man, because then, you, listen, you have two different, you have Ted Gwynn, right? Or Tony Gwynn, sorry. Yeah, Tony Gwynn and then Hank Aaron. Two different players. They're going to beat you in two different ways, but they're just as scary. Yeah, but if you could combine, like, that's why I think Ted you're Williams not, you're not gonna strike out is a better hitter than Mickey Mantle. Because he's arguably a better power hitter and a way better contact hitter. Like, no question about that. So, I mean, he would be a 5 to a player. Mickey Mantle. But he didn't have the fielding. Well, okay, yeah. But. Uh, but I think you have to, in order to be a five-tool player, you have to be great in all those aspects. But I was, would you rather have a contact or a power hitter? Contact. Get on base. I agree. On base percentage means more than batting average, and you can't change my mind. No, I agree. I don't want to change your mind. Great. Awesome. Honestly. Move on. Yeah. Well, got any other (laughs) thing we ought to talk about? Uh... No, this was fun. Thank you for having me. No problem. I enjoyed doing it. And we're going to start starting next week. We will get back on that normal Wednesday release date. Hopefully, Levi can join us from here on out. And I can't wait to do a story time with you because I'm sure we got some good stories you can tell. Yeah, you I'm know sure what? we have a lot of good stories that we can and can't tell. That's true. Okay, the two story time <laughs> things we got to talk about, me and your dog, and <laughs> me and you playing pinch hitter when I paralyzed you. What? Give him a cliffhanger, why don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. the point. So you gotta watch next I, episode. I can walk now, guys. I'm fine. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I made him out okay. <laughs> yeah. See. Ya.